0: It's Monday the 4th of September I'm Miranda Sawyer And don't worry I've combed the asbestos out of my hair (laughs) Welcome back The Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review, where we shake down the papers for all their best bits, the excellent reporting, the witty columns, the funny headlines, the cute animal pics, and then we edit them into our own version, like an exciting sporting highlights reel, except instead of a goal, you get Adrian Charles on nipple chafing. We're out mid-morning every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, so hit subscribe on your favourite podcast app and you'll never miss an episode. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. Your ceiling's racked. Crisis over crumbly mixed concrete gets worse, may affect hospitals and cause. Here we go. Starmer does big interview, rules out tax rises, hints at reshuffle. And where's me wellies? Burning Man festival in America is flooded with mud. Brits don't see the problem. Welcome to Papercuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, where we couldn't be happier that summer's finally here in September. (laughs) I'm Miranda Sawyer, and joining me on the show today is sketch writer and wannabe cricket correspondent Rob Hutton. Hello, Rob. Hello. Also with us is comedian and wannabe cricket player, Matt Green. Hello. Hello, Matt. So, what have we got on the front pages today, Rob?
1: Well... sort of a theme. See if, you, see if you can spot the theme. The Times has got hundreds of schools still in dark over safety fears. The I has got Hunt vows to make schools safe at any cost. But there's no new money. Hmm. And The Guardian has got schools crisis. No extra cash for repairs, says Treasury.
0: Hmm, yes. Wonder what this is all about, eh? <laughs> OK, Matt, what do you have?
1: Uh,
2: so the Mail have gone with, councils allow staff to work from the beach.
0: That's completely different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's the big story.
2: Yeah, they've decided that they're going to go with this story about working from home and they have got the concrete story but it's kind of right in the middle of the paper on page six and their version of the uh, concrete story is, pupils still don't know if their classrooms are safe in labour run Wales. (laughs) Ah. As
0: opposed to like, just ignoring everywhere else. Yeah.
2: I mean, other yeah. plots also, but, you know, <laughs> k- the key is labour-run Wales. That's okay. the really key thing. Um, the, the next uh, headline is, um, Sunak yields on onshore wind farms. That's in the Daily Telegraph. Uh, and then under the fold, they've also got, sort concrete by December, demand parents. Uh, OK. OK. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> the, the star has gone with, trick or heat? Hottest day of the, we- uh, the hottest days of the year are on their way. Uh, predicted thirty-three degrees uh, spell of weather all the way up to Halloween. Hence the treat bit.
0: Yes, and hence zombies. It's a very weird cover. Yeah, the star is a... normally good. That's not such a great one.
2: Yeah, they've got a skeleton on a beach, which might feels almost like it's it's about the Burning Man story, which we're going to come to later. <laughs> OK. And then the the last headline uh, is um, uh, from the Daily Mirror. Uh, Starmer's tax pledge, my promise to workers. I won't raise your income tax.
0: OK, great. Shall we talk a little bit about my promise to workers mm-hmm. with the small picture of Keir Starmer looking serious? What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it about?
2: So, basically, he's done an interview in the Mirror uh, in which he's said that... Um, Labour won't raise uh, the basic rate of income tax. Um, uh, Rachel Reeves had already said they wouldn't be raising the higher rate of income tax. Uh, and he won't um, do anything. What is it? We will do nothing to increase the burden on working people, which I think is also a suggestion that things like you, layers and things like that are not on the agenda. Uh, so
0: no, he's not going to do anything, full stop?
2: Well, he's not going to do anything that um, increases the burden on working people, but also not uh, increasing the burden on um sort of wealthier people, I suspect, and therefore there is a real sense in which what are they actually going to do in terms of raising money? And his 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 answer is we're going to grow the economy.
1: That's the thing. Oh
0: thank goodness for that. Yeah. I mean Rob, there's supposedly going to be also a, a, a small reshuffle, is this right? From we're Labor? all
1: a quiver. Are you
0: are you on tender hooks?
1: <laughs> I am I am literally <laughs> unable to speak, so tender hooked am I?
0: <laughs> and what do you think will happen within this um, Labour reshuffle? <laughs>
1: I think I think it's it's gonna be every every so often we have a press gallery pub quiz and there's a there's quite often around, which is particularly dangerous in the Jeremy Corbyn years, where we have to where these are and these are political journalists have to identify members of the Shadow Cabinet. Um and uh
0: But we do know who they are now. I mean we do know I mean We, we you know, know who
1: quite a lot of them are. We know I, who Angela Rayner is. We know who Angela Rayner is. And yes. she's
0: supposedly the in she's the a, problem.
1: Yeah, so so Angela Rayner is the one member of the Shadow Cabinet that Keir Starmer is absolutely stuck with because she is the deputy leader she's elected so he has to have her and she's got this sort of weird cabinet office future of work type role at the moment and quite reasonably I suspect she wants a proper department if they're going into government and the problem is what is the proper department that you're going to give her and there is there's there's there's, there's this I think this is actually one of the one of the things that Keir Starmer has definitely got wrong is there is every evidence that he's got a terrible relationship with Angelina, or certainly has had a terrible relationship with Angelina. There is massive mistrust between their teams, and because which is weird because she's actually a massive asset.
0: Yeah, she's great. Love her,
1: and and, she's, and, and she can she can do things uh, and reach people that Keir Starmer simply can't reach.
0: Yeah, and, normal people.
1: Yeah, well, normal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, and uh, and. And for whatever reason, and I wonder if this is actually a COVID hangover, just because they both took their jobs and were then not allowed to meet in person for six months or something.
0: So they couldn't go raving.
1: They couldn't go raving. They couldn't. They couldn't actually sit down and talk. And
0: but they can now. So they can why don't now, they just and give and her, I don't, her a job?
1: I, I just I, I, there is there is just something there. But also, what job do you give her? Because I don't think that that they they can't give her health because West Streeting's got that. I don't think they're going to give her education because Bridget Phillips has got that. So. Um, you, they, and, and she will want a substantial job. She doesn't want to be, you know... She's treasury. De, she's deputy leader. They can't give a treasury because Rachel Reeves got that one. Oh. Yeah, you know, there's, there's just... It's a, it's a problem and it will be interesting to see how they solve it. There's a great quote um, from Politico Playbook
2: where it says um, they have to find a role, Lotto, which means leader of the opposition, um, apparently. And it's also my retirement plan. I'm um, <laughs> happy with her doing. And they also have to find a role that Angela will accept. And the crossover of that Venn diagram is pretty minimal. So it does suggest that they want to give her as small a role as they can get away with and she wants as big a role as she can get. And yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Now, over the weekend, Friday's story about dangerous, crumbly, aero bar concrete, rack or rack, (laughs) being in many schools, meaning that several have to suddenly shut. Well, that story grew and grew. And The Times and The Eye and The Guardian are leading on it again today. Rob, different aspects of this story came up over the weekend, didn't they? Part of the new focus is around Chancellor Jeremy Hunt. Why would that be?
1: So Jeremy Hunt did the broadcast round yesterday morning and uh, anxious to reassure us all. and You know, their parents too. I mean, they're, some of them, some of their children go to nicer schools than our children, but that's not the point. <laughs> uh, and he said, you know, we will do anything. Um, absolutely. We will make schools safe at any cost. And this is one of those moments where you need the really fast talking... Um, a uh, voiceover person say terms and conditions apply. Your school may not may be at risk if you do not keep up with. Your... Um, because because it turns out that that they will do this at any cost, but they won't actually pay for it.
0: Yes, I mean they they basically so he said this, and you can just hear all the people behind him panicking, isn't there? Because they immediately kind of clarified the treasury clarified that the money will come out of the existing education budget. There will be no extra cost to cover potentially but, millions but the good of news, the, the the good news is exposure. Miranda,
1: that the education budget just, just got loads of money to spare. Oh yeah loads <laughs> yeah, because that's that you know because because last year you will remember they put up money they put up pay for teachers but didn't increase the amount of money going to schools and that was fine. Yeah because fine. because the schools had just you know they just they just looked down the back of the headmaster's sofa found Twenty or thirty grand each of them, mm. and um, Gabriel and Pepe, and they're going to do the same this year. They'll just
2: yeah. have to stop building schools out of gold for a year. <laughs> <so.
0: laughs> <laughs> that will be fine. I mean, it is a bit. I mean, the the, the costing is difficult because they've essentially said, "Look, we will cover the cost of." Uh, sorting out the rack meaning like you know propping it up or whatever but they won't if you've got if you're meant to be moving your kids into a new building they won't cover the cost for instance of ferrying the pupils to those buildings or they won't cover the catering if they move lunch so it is you know schools are going to be pretty resentful about this let's face it i mean quite rightly so the times has another focus doesn't it which is asbestos <laughs> Why am I laughing? All oh, these things are just terrible. But they, it's, they're so terrible, they make me laugh. So what's happening about asbestos? Matt? Well, I
2: think the problem is that, yeah, if you remove the rack. Then um, there will be asbestos behind it in lots of cases because apparently asbestos is in, is present in eighty percent of
1: schools, which yes, is it, terrifying. Yeah. I, I just love the idea that we spent the fifties to the eighties building schools out of poison and shredded leaf.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they were just there to kill the kids. <laughs> it's just unbelievable.
1: It's uh,
2: yeah, it's uh, it's a good. It does make you think what's gonna what's going to be the new thing in fifty years time. People will be like, what? Why did they build things out of that? Because yeah. it seems to be just a, a constant problem. Um, and yeah, so asbestos obviously is a hugely dangerous thing and if they find that then they have to close more schools and there's just a sense that they don't know how many schools this is going to affect
0: yeah and it's also i mean the problem with the asbestos is not that it's there because i think it is there and as long as you don't disturb it that's okay yeah but then of course if Rack means that your ceiling crumbles. That's Mm. part of it. But also, even if you kind of test the rack and start propping up rack, Mm. you might start disturbing the asbestos. So it is a...
2: Yeah, asbestos has to be basically left alone.
0: Yeah, it's like a kind of really scary monster, isn't it? Don't poke the monster because it will kill you. (laughs) Teenager. Yeah, it's a teenager, exactly. So let's talk about Gillian Keegan, shall we? She's the education secretary. Where's she been, Rob? Well,
1: so... I mean, one of the things when you get to my age, you wake up every morning and you think, am I am I having a stroke or losing my mind or something? And 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 yesterday morning, I I woke up and I looked at Twitter and there was a video from the Department for Education where Gillian Keegan was like, uh, 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 Gillian Keegan answers parents questions about RAC. And for some reason, it, it, over the back of it. There's this sort of weird kind of dance workout Yeah, ambient track. dance
0: track. It's just it's just
1: terrible. like a, d- 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 a moment. It's like let's go, let's go, let's go. And just sitting there thinking, am I? Can I, can other people hear this? <laughs> <laughs> can I, Twitter this finally this broken. Do <laughs> I, yeah. Do I need should somebody? Do I need to call an ambulance now and <laughs> just say I'm I'm having some kind of mental event? But it, it is it, it was there. Yeah, I for, for the life of me, I have no idea why should should, But I'm. Strongly hoping that she's going to be in the House of Commons this afternoon so that you were... can, write about <laughs> we her. can write about it. Yes.
0: She did co on the Today programme, didn't she? <laughs> she
2: did. She went on the uh, she's been doing the broadcast round this morning. So I think there will be more Decent to come from her <laughs> um, trying to calm trying to calm saying, "No, we will release a will release a list in the next week. But they're only, they've only just sent out the questionnaire again about wh- which schools might have, have this problem. Yep. So I think the idea that they're going to have an actual list that is not going to expand quite a lot by the end of this week feels like being a hostage to fortune to me
0: it's completely it won't happen i mean i have to say that that because what happens with the schools is they sent the questionnaire out in may and obviously the schools were all kind of in a situation where they were like we've got sats we've got exams we're quite busy oh my god it's the end of term please leave us alone and some schools filled it in quite diligently and handed it and they they've been tested for RAC. Um, if, they, if it was deemed suitable, but some of them filled it in, and they didn't fill it in right, mm. and so it got sent back. And some people, some schools just didn't fill it in. They were kind of thought, "Oh, we'll just fill it in at the beginning of this term." Mm. So there really will be a lot of schools that are, need to be a, you know, assessed, which takes a, a while because there's only a few firms who will do it. And then once they've been assessed, then they need to be sorted out.
2: And I think it, it feels to me like one of these stories that's just going to slowly expand and expand yeah. and expand to fill all the space that the news will allow it, because there's always going to be another school that hasn't tested or another building or another um, another type of concrete that they'll go, actually, this one's not great either. And it, yeah, I think the,
1: <laughs> I think we're going to be talking about concrete for a while.
0: Great. <laughs> <laughs> there's another aspect to this story, isn't there?
1: Yes. Speaking of this expanding and expanding expanding, it's um, this morning, the former permanent secretary of the Department for Education was on the radio and was saying that... Um, uh, they had they, the Department for Education has known about this for years, and for years has been saying we we need to fix about two to three hundred schools a year. And for years, the Treasury, um, one of the many sources of everything that's wrong with the country, <laughs> has been saying, yeah, maybe a hundred. And um, uh, then Boris Johnson came in, and he was really optimistic. He thought Boris Johnson is all about building stuff, and uh, so we'll put this in again, and we'll explain. Look, it's really quite important. These the, you are now starting to get bits of concrete falling. You know, potentially on children's heads, it's not good. Um And the then Chancellor of the Exchequer uh, cut the number of schools that they were repairing from a hundred to fifty. And would you like to guess the name of the former <laughs> Chancellor of the Exchequer?
0: Oh, I can't remember. Around Boris Johnson time, oh yeah, yeah. what's his name? Richie Sunak.
1: So again, it just goes to it. This this directly puts at the Prime Minister's door, which he is going to hate. Um, and we're going to get some magnificently snippy action from him on on Wednesday about this, I think.
0: Now, online in The Observer yesterday, there was an interesting article about the UK inventions that were patented in 2022. So, Matt, there were, I'm going to say the number, 6,416 patent applications last year – What inventions were they for, (laughs) and which one was your favourite?
2: Well, there were loads of inventions which um, I didn't understand at all, but the ones that they picked out, uh, a variety of interesting ones, and I think, I don't think it's entirely unfair of me to say that I think part of the reason they picked this as a story was because one of them was something called the Swickini, which is a swimming costume slash bikini, Uh, which looks like a bikini but there's actually the middle section is a sort of a mesh area so it sort of covers up um, your sort of tummy if you've got uh, stretch marks that's apparently the idea Um, and and I think I don't think it's unfair to say that part of the reason they they went for it is because there were several pictures of women in bikinis, basically, and they look, could really at uh, sorry, yes, uh, yeah. but uh, you know, fetching. Uh, looking fetching, looking um, fetching, and uh, and that was very much the the lead for that story. It's and, a
0: terrible idea, though. Can we just talk? I'd really, really like to talk about the bikinis <laughs> <laughs> because it's really bothering me.
2: Well, my favourite thing about it was there was a link in the article to their Facebook page, and I had a look on their Facebook page, and there's a sort of um, you know, this is what a swakini swichi- is. The very first comment was just someone going lol. <laughs> which I think is sort of all the analysis you need. It's just somebody going it's, Not.
0: it's just a terrible idea because the bit in the middle, so you have the, the bikini top top and the bottom and then the bit in the middle which is mesh, the idea is it, it kind of smooths you over, you know, so that you do But A, it hasn't got a belly button apparently. Yeah, well
2: it well because it, it covers it up, it looks like your belly button's sort of slightly covered up. So it looks like you've been photoshopped in real life. Which it's smudged. Is, yeah. Yeah,
0: you've been smudged. But also there's a colour problem because obviously ma- you've got to match it to your original colour, and then you go out into the sun. Mm-hmm. And pre- well, if you're white, you, d- you definitely, if you're white as I am, you change colour possibly to a lovely pink. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I <don't laughs> know that they've got a pink one in the. You'll middle. have
2: to have a set of different zucchinis all the yeah. way through the, the the summer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a just it's one of the worst ideas. Ever. <laughs> it's just terrible. I think
2: we should have the trousers, which is sort of half shorts, half trousers. So people who want to wear shorts but feel a bit bad about it and then just have like a mesh over their leg the rest of their legs yeah that would be, that yeah, would be the male equivalent
0: yeah get it get it in get for it your in. patent
2: talking about bits of mesh in front of areas one of the um one of the other uh, inventions is a bed covering which has less insulation over the genital area <laughs> to encourage male fertility and i looked at the diagrams of it and it is literally just a duvet where you know half like the middle third of the duvet is less covered in Insulation or whatever, which I—I I mean,
0: it's one of that's another absolutely ludicrous. Apparently, idea.
2: apparently, that's you can patent that. There's a urine collection system for pilots, which I think is just taking the piss. Um, <laughs> and there's very there's a, there's a cricket one, which I, I know that Rob was uh,
1: interested I, I, I went and I went and looked. I went and looked at the patent application. I was fascinated by the cricket one. And what is it? So it's a stand up. It, it, it's a stand up sort of cricket cricket player shaped thing that you put in front of the wicket that so you can bowl at it and it's designed that if it if it hits the ball hits in different places it will get deflected so that people can catch people can practice slip catching so that the uh, bowler can practice sort of trying to trying to bowl at different ways past past the batsman um so that the wicketkeeper can practice there being someone in front of you I don't know whether this is actually a realistically good idea, but I've got to admit I was completely intrigued by
0: it. it. depends how much it costs, doesn't it? Because you does. have an awful yeah. feeling that that might cost like about 500 quid and then you no way yeah. you, you do it. There's the, the best one though, the best one is the device about your texts.
2: That is great. <laughs> <laughs> There's this device where which suggests that um, it, it monitors your face and speech patterns uh, and decides when you're ready and able to receive a text. So, so if the, you're
0: crying, if or... you're
2: feeling sad, crying, or are angry, or something, it won't show you a text until you're feeling better. Um, but they should go further. They should put a breathalyzer on it. They should <laughs> have some sort of like thing that that can smell whether your pheromones are up, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. I I, th- I think is all those things are definitely coming at some point.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I just think it's hilarious because because the point about the all the point about those texts is like if you're in a bad mood, and texts come in and make you worse, that's kind of the I mean, it sounds awful, but the kind of the joy of it. (laughs) And there's a text from so-and-so who I really hate. God, my life is awful. Now, here at Papercuts, we love a brilliant headline. And so, of course, do you. Which is why every Friday we give you a great story with a rubbish header so that you can think of a better one and send it into our Fix-A-Headline competition. This time, we gave you a picture-based story, an excellent photo of an enormous American bull in the passenger seat of a car from The Telegraph. The headline was the pretty lame bovine intervention. We knew you could do better, and you did. So on threads, Retro the Kid gave us Unbeliever Bull. Not bad. Phil Cody tried Absolute Bull Shift. (laughs) (laughs) Love and <laughs> cakes of doom offered big mistake, not bad. Also, and on X, Matthew Griffiths came up with cop and ball story because they got stopped by the police. Uh, Chris Thompson proposed back stake driver, and Simon Constantine gave us two, which really complicated ones. <laughs> Cower steering.
2: Yeah, so okay, there's I two puns get, in one that works, yeah.
0: and moves behind the veal also two puns in one yeah but the winner is sam neve on x with cattle class oh. nice hooray oh, yeah. for sam get in touch with your address and your t-shirt size and we will send you a fabulous and highly exclusive paper cuts t-shirt and everyone will want to be you so what about the real headlines today any good ones matt
2: Yep, there's a great one in the star, which is about the fact that Damon Olburn, of Blur Fame, has claimed that his dad is responsible for getting John Lennon and Yoko Ono together uh, in the 60s, and uh, the headline is, Oh Bloody, Oh Blur Dad.
0: That's pretty good. I like that. You might like that. Yeah, very good. good. I I think we'll give him a gold star.
2: Yeah, although (laughs) I've just noticed there's only two... um, um, sort of uh, what what do, what do I mean by that? Two, dots. Two dots after it which I think is meant to be three so I no, think No,
1: no, no that's that, that do you want to know this, the, the, mirror, the mirror style and the star is now part of the mirror is uh, two dots and the reason for that is an editor of the mirror was years ago was in the pub and uh, <laughs> t- t- somebody was asking what he did and I said I'm the editor of the mirror and they said no you're not and he said I am and he said do you know what I can do I can he pointed at the newspaper and he said I can take one of the dots out of that headline and phoned up and you did Ever since then, the mirror has always had two dot ellipses. Wow!
0: Wow! That is a very good top pop fact. It's a yeah. great fact. Yeah, excellent. I just think
1: it just looks weird to me. No, yeah. that's good. <laughs> it does. But now but I we know. Stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fifty uh, years.
2: Lovely stuff. And on the same page of the star, it's a good page of headlines. Uh, this is an article about live aid legend Midge Ure, uh, who's uh, obviously the Ultravox singer, who's a big fan apparently of Scottish square sausages, and the headline is Midge's secret is awful.
0: <laughs> oh God, yeah, it is awful right. uh, Rob what do you have
1: um, so uh, over in the mirror um, uh, the Christian uh, Guru Murphy uh, newsreader and a new star of Strictly Come Dancing says he has to take it easy in his training regime because he's got a heart condition uh, headline is Krish I can't tango too far <laughs>
0: And... It could be a bit of a problem here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and the uh, the star back to the star. Uh, the secret for um, long life is has been found in a gene in um, naked mole rats. And the headline is: We can live to a ripe mold age.
0: Excellent. We like that.
1: And on the same page. Um, double bonus punning uh, joy. Um, uh, Actress Dame Judi Dench uh, broke down, became tearful on Countryfile because she uh, completed a lifetime ambition to see a golden eagle in the wild. And the headline is Skyfall. As in she got a
0: skyfall. Very good. Good news, your favourite history nerds are back. Yes, we
2: at We Are History have been trawling the history shelves of our local bookshops. Well... I have, John. You mostly went round finding your books and moving them to the front of the displays. If I can find them, it's a bonus. We are ready to tell you all about what we've learned from the revolting French to some revolting women.
0: Via some Brits abroad and a foul-mouthed Irishman.
2: So, download We Are History. Our laughable attempt at a silly history podcast. With me, John O'Farrell. And me, Angela Barnes. Wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Now today the Times has an interesting angle on the new low traffic neighbourhoods LTNs that have been springing up in London and other areas over the past few years. If you don't live in an area that hasn't what they are is they've been around for a long time but a lot of them started during the pandemic and they're decided on by local councils. Essentially roads to the side of really busy thoroughfares are blocked off to traffic so you can't do a rat run through it and cameras are installed and there's kind of big planters to stop you driving down there and signs. If you do drive into the LTN um, the camera will take a picture of your number plate and you get an automatic fine so that's the setup. Uh, Rob the Times stories was about LTNs and the police what did it say?
1: Yes so um, this, uh, I think this is a freedom of information request from Times um, they, the Met have received 20,000 um, penalty charges last year for um, cars driving in LTNs and it's not it's not sort of marked police cars because the the council see those and go, oh no, there's a police car, that's fine. Mm. Um it's unmarked police cars. And the it it they they let them off, but the Met says we it spends, we, it takes us half an hour to process each application to um be let off. To, to be let off. Yeah. yeah. So they reckon, according to the Times, uh, that it's sixteen hundred days of policing have been lost to filling in forms to not get fined for being in low traffic neighbourhoods.
0: It is mad, isn't it? I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it seems to be focused quite a long around Lambeth, which is where I live. <laughs> and it says that um, 2,635 penalty tickets have been issued since 2020. And like 1,000 of these were cancelled, but then like 1,600 of them weren't. And the officers are personal, personally liable for the fines, which like the, the, the time zone calculates so that's like £200,000.
2: Yeah, it's it's funny because other boroughs have managed to sort this out. Places apparently like Hapney, they've got exemptions for unmarked cars. And I think that the issue is that some councils are quite proactive about it and they get the details of the cars in advance, but then others wait for the police to tell them. And there is a bit of an issue with people... In the police, not necessarily wanting to tell people in the council that their area is flooded with unmarked police cars, <laughs> <laughs> because it yeah, sort of they... suggests that there's something going on in that area, and they're yeah. worried about it leaking or something. So, yeah, uh, but it, but, but yeah, apparently, if the police can't, uh, if the officers involved can't prove that they were on a job when they were di- on police business, they then they win. have to pay the fine. Which, and it's
0: quite a big fine. It's like eighty quid. Yeah,
2: right? and it, it adds up. It's it, presumably it's the same with. Um, uh, parking tickets and uh, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it could be quite a big, um, big problem. It's
0: such a weird thing, isn't it? It's really not why you wanted to be a police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're in your police and you're really groovy it, unmarked police car, and I then know. like just a of fines. It reminds me. I remember I, the,
2: we've got um, uh, like uh, parking restrictions in our area, and I think I had someone from like British Gas around a few a couple of years ago, and I said, "Oh, shall I sort you out a parking permit?" And I went, "No, it's fine. Um, if we get a ticket, the company pays." And I thought, okay. Well, that's presumably what happens in most companies. No, not the police, apparently. Police, you know, they have to uh, pay it themselves.
0: That's also quite interesting, isn't it? Given that, we're, you know, given that, you know, it's British gas and everybody's worried about, like, our gas, the, our gas bills going up, <laughs> presumably to pay the fines, which then go to the council. <laughs> you know, all these things could have been funded by the government, but never mind. I mean, how much do you think that this story is just the Times kind of reminding its readers that anything to do with cars and net zero will be kind of inconvenient and bad. And that's probably Labour. So maybe vote for sooner.
2: I think there's probably something in that, definitely, that there's a sense in which they're trying to keep the the story because ULES was such a big story, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, particularly after the Uxbridge by-election, that they're trying to keep that in people's minds um, and suggest that anything that's got to do with environmental policy is just going to be kind of bureaucratic and irritating. And I think that's probably fair, and that's why, <laughs> because because unfortunately every system has bureaucracy involved in it, and so those systems they do have to make sure that there is some thought gone into that before they they put them into place.
0: And also, it just takes time for these things to work, doesn't it? Mm. There's um, um an eco story about Sunak actually on the front page of the Telegraph, isn't there? Did yeah. Have a look. Where is it? Yeah.
1: Yes. So. Yeah.
0: It's about wind farms. Do you want to have a look? very What's
1: there? exciting uh, parliamentary procedure going on? Um, the energy bill is coming back to the House of Commons tomorrow. I know all, everyone's going to be um, hanging on for that one. <laughs> um, and there's a rebellion, nothing we love more uh, in Parliament than a rebellion. Um, and this is a pro-wind farm rebellion. So the, the, basically the, the problem the Conservative Party's got is it can't make up its mind. Um, does
0: it like wind farms or does, does it, it not? Yeah, it, and,
1: yeah. and are we, does it like wind farms because hey, free energy from over here, and just you know, just um, or does it not like wind farms because ruining our beautiful landscape,
0: spoiling the voters, uh, killing the birds, chopping up things. birds? Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> and uh, there's a version of this as well with um, with solar uh, farms, which and a lot of so Liz Truss is, for instance, in favour of wind farms but against solar farms. Mm. Um, don't ask me to explain that <laughs> I'd say
0: I would well it's Liz Truss but like I would also say because wind farms are quite pretty
1: well
2: I
0: think solar, solar farms, farms are not I think they
2: can be and also solar farms you can build them sort of high enough so that you can have farmland underneath as well so can, they, Yeah, they're
1: they're very, very, very sheep may safely graze but mm. I was I, I was out after in Oxfordshire a couple of weekends ago and everywhere you go near Blenheim there are big signs saying I actually the first time the first of these I saw it said uh, Europe's biggest solar farm and I thought oh that's that's cool and then it said stop it yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, right, I'm sorry sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's the thing about,
2: that's the thing about the Telegraph headline because it isn't it it's soon, soon yields Sunak
1: yields on onshore wind farms I mean that literally with the Conservative Party is he yielding to to block them forever, or is he yielding to yeah. uh, to allow them to happen? In this case, he's yielding to allow them to happen, probably, maybe.
0: Yeah, because at the moment, apparently, just a single objection from one resident can stop a wind farm from being built.
1: Yes, which
2: sort of sums up a lot of the problems with planning and everything generally around the country, doesn't it?
0: Doesn't it? Especially kind of like, you know, just one person. I mean, yeah. please... Now, in between the scariness of the front pages and the hyperbole of the back ones are the columns, features and weird articles about some TikTok trend that the editor's kid once mentioned and a poor freelancer was immediately told to investigate. Let's have a look at a couple. So, Rob, we know you love festivals. Love them. Love (laughs) them. And plenty of papers are covering the Burning Man Festival in America. So I'll sum it up for you. Held in Nevada, every year 80,000 people, mostly hedge funders and influencers, I have to say, drive for miles into the Black Rock Desert to create a festival that, according to the website, is dedicated to community, art, self-expression and self-reliance. How's it going out there this year, Rob?
1: Oh, it's going brilliantly. <laughs> um, uh, so it, it, obviously it's in Nevada, so people go go, you know, equipped for the hot, for the hot and the dusty and the dry, and they've had flash floods. And so they've, they've got the mud. Um, I mean, imagine, can you imagine, Randa, what it would be like to go to a music festival that was muddy?
0: I mean, yeah, it's just beyond me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, well, they, they can't. They, they so um, so the whole thing has been has been a, a sort of crisis. There's a great story about Chris Rock. Chris Rock having to walk six miles through the mud to hitchhike for rescue, where he's put in the back of a pickup. I mean, literally, that that's a movie pitch right there. But
0: also, it's not just Chris Rock. It's Chris Rock and DJ Diplo. So they like left together <laughs> to hike across this kind of really like slippy mud for like six miles trying to hitchhike all the way until they got picked up by a pickup truck I mean it's just it's kind of amazing never heard from again yes (laughs) it is kind of amazing isn't it Matt
2: it does feel like the beginning of a new Netflix documentary is being written in front of our faces
0: hallelujah I love those festival documentaries they're my absolute fave (laughs) it's fire
2: festival part two isn't it basically
0: it really is I just have to say that somebody did die at this festival which is obviously terrible but also this isn't unusual at a festival because festivals are really like kind of like cities that just grow up, and actually people quite often die. Um, one of the things that actually did make me laugh, which is that in in quotes, there has been a suspension in cleaning and emptying of portable toilets. <sighs>
1: Can you imagine what it would be like to be at a <laughs> festival, Miranda, where the toilets didn't work?
0: I mean, it's just so funny. It's just literally turned into a normal British festival. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a, the <laughs> worst hell that they can imagine is
2: like a, quite a wet year in Glastonbury. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> it was pure hell. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. It was muddy hell. Um, the the there's um a quote from a veteran. They call themselves burners. I mean, please. No. Just, uh. You're a
1: you're a hedge fund manager. <laughs> Literally, he works you're in a,
0: finance in New York. You're a hedge
1: fund manager from New York. Yeah. You you are you're not a hippie. <laughs> no. You you're not a rebel. Just. Let it go, man.
0: Yeah, also, the main thing about him is he tried to drag his luggage through the mud. <laughs> <laughs> so he turned up with his little. Wheelies. That reminds
1: me the
2: only time I'd ever been to Glastonbury was many years ago, and my friend who was going with me did bring a pool. A wheelie, yeah. a wheelie case what and mean, then please? we did have and it was a muddy year and then we just tried to drag it across and it was I remember mean, we just ended up having to kind of hold it between us like a kind of weird baby
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I would just have left <laughs> that's true oh, yeah.
0: well yeah exactly so, so so, because he is a finance manager he of course just left it because it doesn't really matter yeah. um, but anyway he said um, when you get pushed to extremes that's when the most fun happens I mean he's just lying isn't he <laughs> overall it was an amazing week and next time we will be more prepared <laughs> I mean, they haven't even got wellies. I mean, they're just... What I would say is generally um, all American festivals are terrible. They just are. They're not very good at festivals. I mean, you know, speaking as a British person. They're all rock concerts? They're all rock concerts They all and full all of pubs. influencers. <laughs> and they're just, I mean, they're just, the, all these festivals are just designed for influencers to put their hands in their air. So basically their boobs look great and be filmed and put on Instagram. And that's what they're designed for. Mm. So, you know, the rain wrecks it.
2: You sort of feel like they could just do it in a studio with green screen.
0: Yeah, well, exactly, and they would be happier. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, there's a, a story in The Times, isn't there, today about um, about how today is a significant day for anyone in a relationship?
2: Yeah, apparently the uh, first day after the summer holidays is a very busy day for people wanting to end their relationships, oh. get divorces, <laughs> uh, things like that. Very, very busy for therapists, lots of divorce lawyers, phones ringing off the hook. And um, it does just make me think two things. One, that... This is also the day that angela rayner and keir starmer might have an interesting moment in their relationship
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll see how that goes whether they'll need a therapist or a divorce lawyer um, and also I mean, the fact that this is also when schools are apparently potentially going to be shut again for a little bit. I think there are lots of parents who are really hanging on by a thread by now. And the idea that their kids are going to be with them for another few days or they're going to have some issue with schooling. I think that could tip a few more relationships over the edge.
0: Definitely. I mean, you're just literally you running out of the house going, you've got the kids. Yeah. <laughs> End of today's paper cuts. Thanks to Rob Thank you. And thanks to Matt. Thank you. Thanks for listening and don't forget to follow Paper Cuts on your favourite podcast app. If you really like us, and leave us five stars on Spotify and Apple and a far, far better than a sodding swikini review. You can also follow us on X and Instagram at Paper Cut Show. The links are in the show notes. I've been Miranda Sawyer, and you've been listening to Paper Cuts. On a day when the metro tells us that a rare autographed Led Zeppelin album sleeve has sold for fifteen thousand pounds at auction, despite having no record in it. If the record had been in it, of course, it would have sold for five grand. <laughs> See you next time. Papercuts was written and presented by Miranda Sawyer with Matt Green and Rob Hutton. The group editor was Andrew Harrison. The managing editor of news was Jacob Jarvis. Production support was from Adam Wright, and the producer was Sophie Black. The music was composed by Simon Williams, and the executive producer was Martin Boytosh.